0: Human Seeking Human, a podcast.
1: This podcast is one in which we read things from old newspapers to look at the ways people made connections with one another.
0: I'm Liz, by the way.
1: I'm Zandy, by the way. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome welcome to our show.
0: Uh
1: Uh, So happy to have you here. This is episode 53.
0: Not including our bonus episodes, of which we had a sick one for Halloween.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. At this point, it's come out because it hasn't come out yet because we're recording this before that comes out because it's not Halloween yet.
0: It's not Halloween yet. That's correct.
1: How was your Halloween, even though we haven't had it yet? What do you think? You think it's going to be? Was it a good one?
0: Unfortunately, I. <laughs> do not have high hopes for this Halloween. I've had a migraine for about 15 days now. I've been to the doctor twice and I'm massively behind on my work. So I'm, I have a fun weekend of playing catch up.
1: Oh no. Well, I hope by the time this episode comes out, you're doing somewhat better.
0: Me too. Oh, and everybody gosh. has advice. Every person that you tell you have like a migraine problem to has like advice. It's really funny. It's like it's like every single person that I've talked to about it. I've been like, yeah, I've seen a doctor twice and people are like, oh, you just need to drink water. And I'm like, hmm, thank you. I'm That's like, the oh, worst. My sister did that. You, you have a gluten intolerance. I'm like, oh,
1: Interesting. Interesting. How many experts there are about your own health? Um, you people know, people are they, trying
0: to be helpful, but I'm like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, they have good intentions. I mean i I went to the doctor. I have very low vitamin D. <laughs> the number of people that have told me to get more sun, I'm like, it's not a sun issue. My mom has very low vitamin D. Her multiple sisters have very low multi- vitamin D. Uh, and her mom has very low vitamin D to the point where, uh, if she doesn't take her vitamin D, she can barely get out of bed. And it's like, it's not an issue that none of us are seeing the sun and that we're not getting enough sun. There's something genetic happening. So my doctor prescribed me with vitamin D. So I take that.
0: I am super guilty. I think I told you to go lay in a tanning bed when you told me you had low vitamin D. (laughs)
1: no to be fair you said that that was you you gave that advice and then said it was bad advice so it wasn't like
0: I wasn't like acting like you you have to do this yeah you weren't like like
1: acting like an expert you were clearly not an expert giving advice that wasn't like like you know it wasn't that you were saying you know better like hey I know that this is what you should do you're just like oh this is what I do when I
0: told my primary care doctor that he was like i was like yeah i have seasonal depression it's like pretty rough and he was like oh yeah you know a lot of people try happy lights and i was like yeah i did the happy lights and i just it wasn't doing it for me so now like twice a week i go uh lay in a tanning bed for 3 minutes and my doctor was like oh that <laughs> that could work and i was like yeah and he was like there's other dangers <laughs> to doing that and I was like well you know
1: you do you those dangers are
0: yeah it's all a trade-off ow I just hit my head against my microphone (laughs) I'm not okay this week guys but I'm here because I love you
1: well thank you for being here we appreciate it um we can get into it now uh this episode will begin like every other episode with a dream date uh i'll go first
0: dream date
1: i found yours from the albuquerque journal in albuquerque new mexico this is from may 14th 2001 okay exercise salad converse athletic sensitive (laughs) creative single white male five foot seven with varied background outside mainstream Seeking compatibility chemistry with female over 50 for long-term relationship. Enjoy humor, liberally applied, with dose of compassion. No dogma. Hmm. hmm this is right. Um,
0: I'm stuck on like a couple of things. Like I kept thinking <laughs> like, oh, this is the thing that I'm going to talk about. And now I'm like overwhelmed. First, I feel that he snuck in converse there. Maybe I'm thinking sneakers and he meant like good at conversation, but it sounds like he meant like chucks, right?
1: Oh, so he might've been, he might've meant converse exercise salad converse, like conversation. I didn't think of it. I didn't read it. That's just the title. So it's like the title is exercise. It's all three letters or all three words are bold, no punctuation. It just says exercise salad and converse. The reason I took it as converse was because he mentions, like, outside mainstream. It sounded like he's just trying to be hip. I don't but know. Outside- and so that was okay, my, yeah, so that's was my like 50 year old. like.
0: That, that was my next thing that I got stuck on is like, who what, can you read that line again about being outside the mainstream?
1: Mm hmm. Uh, he said, "Athletic, sensitive, creative, single, white male, fifty-nine, five foot seven, with varied background outside mainstream."
0: Varied background outside mainstream is so unbelievably vague <laughs> that it is a red flag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he can act like a, a total like douchebag and be like, "Hey." The ad said that I had a varied background outside mainstream. You should have expected me to be like this.
0: That sounds like something you would say if you're like a convicted sex offender. It's like when they're like, did you disclose that you legally have to disclose that? Yes. I said I have a varied background outside of the mainstream. I told them that on mm. our first date.
1: That was quite it's the like, leap, but I'm jumping with you because that sounds about doesn't right. Doesn't
0: that sound like, but doesn't saying like, it sounds like Um, it's like when people say like, oh, she's interesting you know it's like a word that you use to cover up Mm -hmm. something that's bad Mm
1: -hmm. like yeah yeah yeah. and like calling someone eccentric is like a nice way to say that they're just not right yeah
0: yeah like uh, like have you ever been to jail I have um a varied background outside (laughs) of the mainstream (laughs) Um, well good luck
1: on your date (laughs) with this guy
0: thanks so much All right, I have one for you. No geeks need apply. Five foot six, 100 pounds. DILF looks to die for. I want a mensch, 40 to 52. It's from 1990, July 12th.
1: Wow. What's a mensch? No geeks?
0: No geeks.
1: I don't like that. That means I'm not allowed.
0: Five foot six, DILF. Looks so
1: to die s- for. Who I'm confused what they're looking for. Are they the DILF or are they looking for the DILF?
0: They're the DILF. They're looking for a mensch.
1: Yeah, I don't know. As a, as as someone who, could, I don't know. What do you think the difference between like someone who's nerdy and someone who's geeky?
0: Okay, I was just thinking about this because I was watching Saved by the Bell and Zach Morris was like, talking to the student council and he was like this motion has been agreed upon by a prep two nerds and a dweeb right Mm -hmm. and the two nerds are like the two nerds that I feel like are kind of like always in the show in the early seasons like they're like my pocket protector you know yeah and then there was this third guy and he was like I am the dweeb in like a very like fruity way and I was like Mm. is dweeb like a little queer you know
1: oh
0: So I'm wondering if, like, because that never, like, occurred to me, but then I'm kind of thinking about it, and I'm like, I feel like there could be, like, some weird, I don't know, connotation or something.
1: My first thought when you said nerds and dweebs, I thought, huh, maybe a nerd is more of a, like, a smart, um, smart loser, and a dweeb is, like, a less intelligent loser like a nerd
0: geek is like a a a nerd is like uh like a try hard in school Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a geek is like like a computer geek you know like more of like a gamer or like something like that like I would say you're more of a geek than a nerd unless you like tried really hard in school then you're a geek and a nerd
1: true true okay so yeah a nerd When you say you're a real nerd about something, it means that you're like really into it academically, usually. Yeah. And if you're a geek about something, it's just more of a, I don't know. like you. And then if you're a dweeb,
0: I feel like you're like a a little bit immature,
1: maybe. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm glad we sorted that out. Um, And you're the trifecta. I am. I would, hey, you know what? Uh, No shame in my game.
0: What is a pocket protector, by the way? I think about uh, that a lot.
1: It's it's so that the ink from your pen doesn't bleed through the pocket of your shirt. So you, add, it's literally a protector for your shirt pocket.
0: Okay. And then, yeah, you I get why that's there. stigmatized. <laughs> Keep the stigma <laughs> around pocket protectors.
1: Okay, I'll do my best to uh, fulfill that for you. Make fun of anyone I see with that. Um. Okay. Next, I have uh, something called a textual encounter where I find, uh, oh, you know, some I saw you ads or something similar from the internet, misconnections. Speaking of misconnections, this is from Cincinnati Craigslist Misconnections. Here we go King's Furniture Sign Holder. To the very cute lady holding the sign at the corner of Kroger parking lot Sunday. You are very cute. Hope your day is as beautiful as you.
0: They already called them cute. They can't think of any other words.
1: They Sorry, said beautiful. that was really critical.
0: That's cute. No, it's a cute ad. Wait, I want to scratch I... that. Take that off the record. I have a migraine of am cranky. <laughs> that was cute. It's really sweet. And I like that they weren't gross about it.
1: I was thinking the same thing. At least they didn't say, hey like I want to do things to you I want to rub you down yeah. like we And they the didn't past. like
0: harass them at their job they mm-hmm. went home they said you're beautiful Yep. Did they is there a call to action?
1: Nope. They didn't do a even, mistake. I you know what I I I normally would agree but I think in this case they're putting it out there and there is the option that the person who fi- if they find it can reply to it. Um so
0: oh they can reply to it
1: yeah 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 you can reply to any of these ads on craigslist
0: well i guess i don't have a call to action but they do have like a message which is i hope your day was as beautiful as you are
1: so if this person knows hey you know, if this person would be interested in me, they'll reach out. I'm going to just kind of put this out there, put my view out there and respect them enough to make the decision whether or not to reach out.
0: Mad respect. Yeah.
1: Assuming anyone would see this. And uh, usually I have a feeling people don't just go around checking these. So other than me.
0: Other than Sandy, that's
1: true. I mean, because when you think about it, like, Uh, I don't know. That'd be a weird thing to look for yourself. I I feel like the majority of the people who are going on misconnections are because they want to reach somebody, not because they think somebody's trying to reach them.
0: But I feel like if if it's from a small town, then anybody who sees that would be like, oh, the person who holds the sign at Croker, like that's Marilyn. Marilyn, have you seen this? Like, I feel like there's a good chance that you'd get that kind of connection
1: that's a good point i think yeah yeah, unless you're in
0: a big city then it's like you're shot in the dark but
1: this is a cincinnati is a medium-sized city so i don't think it's too likely that anyone's gonna find it but also like do you want to be that person that says oh hey i I saw i saw you were mentioned on the misconnections and then that person says what were you doing on the misconnections like uh not that i think it's anything to be embarrassed by but a lot of these ads are super creepy. So if you're one of those creeps, then yes, you should be embarrassed.
0: I personally, full disclosure, love to go through all the creepy stuff on Craigslist. I find that there's less of it now, but like, I will specifically look out, look for like the weird stuff on Craigslist.
1: Yeah. it's Judge me for it, great. Sandy. I'm
0: not, dare you. No,
1: I'm, I'm saying that you're, I'd, I'd, I'd be judging you if you were the one putting creepy stuff out there. That's all.
0: I see a lot of stuff where I'm like, there's no way this works. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: People are like posing anonymously on Craigslist. Like, I'm a very wealthy billionaire looking for a woman to come meet me in the back of my van in a dark parking lot. And I'm like, are you trying at all to like make this work? Or are you just, you know, mm-hmm. not, I mean, I'm glad they're not yeah. quite so, you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to succeed but i'm like what a ruse <laughs> you know it's not a good one
1: no no that's not one of those people that you would see and be like oh good for them for putting themselves out there no, no no that's very different
0: yeah yeah all right well this next segment is called way back when ever and we read whatever we want from whenever we want from the newspaper.
1: Mm -hmm. We sure do.
0: And I have one that resonates with me because I've been feeling like garbage lately. And um, one of the like weird side effects of my migraine is that I wake up like five or six times in the middle of the night. And so I'm just like tired all the time. So I'm going to read March 14th, 1909. Lazy man in bed for 10 years. I also want to preface this by saying that I do think there's a chance that maybe this is a result of uh, there not being a lot of common knowledge of um, mental health issues.
1: Okay. Because I so the, think
0: this this may be more of a mental health issue than they're giving this person credit this, for. This
1: isn't a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory situation, Grandpa I Joe.
0: Mean, That's the other option.
1: I hate Grandpa Joe.
0: Who doesn't hate Grandpa Joe?
1: Fucking freeloader. Okay. Anyway. March 14th,
0: 1909, Jerseyville, Illinois. Mom could not sick but refuses to get up. Lives at Country Farm. The laziest man in the world lives in this village. His name is John Mumcra and he has been in bed 10 years because he is unwilling to comply with the rules of the Jersey County Farm, which says that everyone living there shall rise at 5 a.m. Mumkra is not sick. He eats regularly and is in perfect health. I am ready to hold up my hand and swear that he has kept his word, said Superintendent Morning of the Country Farm. John has been in bed 10 years, and he says he will stay there the remainder of his life. He just lies there and looks at the ceiling, rolls over once in a while, and takes a nap. When he talks, it is all about how foolish a man is to get up every morning when he knows he'll have to go back to bed again
1: at night. I'm with him.
0: I know. I, I like that he's not like, oh, I'm so, you know, he, he's just like, oh, you guys get up just to go back to bed? Stupid. What are you, dumb? It's Like a little judgy.
1: Yeah. And it does sound. Yep. Yeah, you know what? My mental health has told myself what's the point in waking up when I'm just going to eventually go back to sleep, especially once it's already afternoon and you're like, you know, I'm supposed to go to bed in six hours or something. Anyway, might as well just go to bed now Yep, and just sleep through. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Your turn.
1: I've got something from the Akron Beacon Journal in Akron, Ohio. This is from August 31st, 1872. This was interesting to me and maybe me only, but we'll see about that. An experiment is about to be tried in San Francisco, which will be watched with interest by all the other cities on the continent. A number of persons have petitioned to the board of supervisors for permission to lay pipes for the transmission of steam through five or six streets and intersecting alleys. The steam is to be... What?
0: I'm just going to be immature and say that I had to giggle just a little bit when they said lay pipe. Continue.
1: (laughs) Okay. The steam is to be supplied from a central boiler station, so located with reference to fuel that they can furnish power at less cost to both large and small consumers than they can provide it for themselves and at the same to reduce their fire risks. That was a weirdly word. The people talk weird back then. um, And I read it weird. Uh, So I found this and I thought, Oh, that's kind of interesting. They had, there was an experiment about steam pipes being laid underground San Francisco. So I Googled it and sure enough, they're still there and it's still a well, thing where some buildings are get their heat from these steam pipes underneath the city. And the way I found it, so I Googled that. I Googled steam pipes underneath San Francisco and someone on Quora, which is a <laughs> questionable We all source. know Quora. Um, all know but Quora. <laughs> someone on Quora asked, hey, sometimes I see a man- steam coming out of a manhole. What's up with that? And someone said, well, they worked under, they worked at a major building in San Francisco and sure enough, their heat came from these steam pipes underground. So they basically said steam pipe heating is a thing, um, for, because it's more cost effective in specific instances. So yeah, I just thought it was fun that, you know, 150 years ago, uh, this article was talking about this 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 wild uh experiment that was going to be happening that everyone was focusing on and yeah 150 years later they're still it's still there at least I don't th- know how common it is for buildings to be heated that way but it's apparently the infrastructure is still there and it was used
0: that is cool I like I like that I mean that's cool that like people are getting together and like you know I feel like it. Sometimes it seems like everybody tries to like rally around and get people to change their minds and get change to happen, and like nothing ever happens. So it's cool to see something like this where people are rallying for steam pipes.
1: (laughs) Rallying, hey, it's something. It's something.
0: Moral of the story is you just want to make sure that all your neighbors lay pipe.
1: Mm -hmm. That is so pipe. That's me to a T.
0: Right, knock on your neighbor's door. And say, hi, I'm your new neighbor. Do you want to late lay pipe and get steamy? And they'll, they'll know that you're thinking about infrastructure. And, okay. and then you'll know if your values are aligned.
1: Okay, I'll report back next week how that yeah. goes. Yeah.
0: Do that. You do that. <laughs> so I have one final uh, spoopy story. I know this episode is coming out the first like november 2nd i think but i think this also ties a little bit into thanksgiving depending on what your family eats for thanksgiving or your friends eat for friendsgiving personally i love a good macaroni story so we're going to talk about the ghost who moved macaroni this story took place september 23rd 1898 and it happened in orange new jersey <clears throat> prayers will be said tomorrow morning in the church of saint michael the archangel in matthews street this city to lay a ghost which is driving the italian residents of white street west orange into superstitious frenzy ghostly wrappings hand clappings and other supernatural demonstrations have been heard and experienced since monday in the store and rooms occupied by frank petro and family Who keep a grocery store in one end of a big frame tenement just across the orange line. It was in this house that Peter Cristiano was stabbed by Lorenzo Corbo, an old organ grinder, at a New Year's Eve party eight months ago. The neighbors assert that the ghostly demonstrations are caused by the restless spirit of the murdered man. Father Dacia, a pastor of the Church of St. Michael, was called in last night. He prayed and sprinkled holy water in the rooms where the noises were heard. While he was in the house, there were no demonstrations. But as soon as he left the family, the noises were recommenced with redoubled frequency and violence. Pietro, who is a big, hearty man of intelligent appearance, says he does not believe in ghosts, but does not know what else to think. At midnight last night, he declares he heard a noise as if the front doors of his store, which were fastened with a heavy bar set in staples, had been thrown wide open and the bar flung to the floor. He tried to get out of bed to investigate, but was held down by some invisible power, which pressed upon his chest and made it impossible for him to move. The presence remained for an hour, he says. Mm. The store doors were locked as usual this morning, But a box of macaroni, which had been placed upon a top shelf, stood on the floor in the middle of the room, with a handful of long straws lying across the top in the form of a cross. A Times correspondent heard the noises tonight and made a thorough investigation of the rooms and cellar without ascertaining their cause. Samuel Cristiano, a brother of the murdered man who keeps a saloon on the next block, is convinced that the present is that of his brother's spirit. He says he went last night into the room where most of the noises are heard and begged the spirit to make itself visible. It did not, but as he rose from his knees after praying, three unusually loud knocks sounded just under the place where he was standing. Pietro and his family say they have not slept for three nights. They went out to stay with friends tonight and intend to move out of the house tomorrow. Tenants in the other end of the house have heard nothing of the noises.
1: Wow, I love the reporting though. This was some in-depth reporting on this.
0: Yeah, they were thorough. I like that. Like a New York Times correspondent came out
1: because mm-hmm.
0: it's not just like, "Oh, this guy said." You know how some of these stories are. This correspondent came out to Orange, New Jersey. To see himself did a thorough investigation.
1: Talk to the neighbors. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Hearing Jeez, the
0: doors gosh. fly open and then going downstairs and seeing a box of macaroni with pasta <laughs> in like the shape of a cross. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> no, thank you. I am not a fan. That was spooky one. When you said, like, you know, you said it was kinda getting us. Thanksgiving vibes. I was like expecting a little less spook. That was that well, was. It's good. No, it's good. You didn't set me. You you set me up to be spooked and surprised. That's some. I did. some Zach Baggins shit though. I know. I think Zach had uh, to head, head to wherever that is now, Orange, New Jersey.
0: Well, I I think they tried to exercise the ghost Oh, I hope he's still not angry this many years later. I know that happens sometimes, but. His brother came, you know, his family showing up for him. The priest's showing up for him. He's got yeah. support.
1: I mean, I've held long grudges for less things, so I wouldn't be surprised if this ghost was still mad about being murdered. That's true.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> well, everyone, that, that one covers everything, too, because it's a ghost. Mm-hmm. It's a macaroni, which for some <laughs> reason I've decided it's... is Thanksgiving, <laughs> and it's a murder that took place on a new year's eve oh all we need is a santa claus culprit or something and we'll be set for all of the seasons
1: maybe i'll just edit in i'll I'll mimic your voice and go oh and santa claus was found at the scene is that what my voice sounds like no (laughs) i'm really bad at impressions i actually don't know what your voice sounds like
0: Oh, it and Santa oh, Claus was found at the scene. That's how you
1: said it. <laughs> I know how I said it. And I realized this is very insulting. I just wanted to do a different voice. It wasn't that wasn't personal, I swear. Okay. I I'm not
0: offended. Th- <laughs> Somebody sent us an email when I first yeah. started co-hosting and said that my voice was exotic and what? seductive.
1: Oh. Ooh. I have had people say that I, my voice is a lot more attractive than my face.
0: (laughs) Oh, you have a voice for radio, you have a face face for radio radio.
1: voice and a face for radio. I'll take it. I'm not, I'm not complaining, you know, however, if people find me attractive, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, (laughs) I'll never forget when I found out that the host of my favorite radio show is like in his seventies. I, Just like, because when I listened to him, he was younger, but in my mind, Mm. like he's been like 40 my entire life. And uh, yeah, I remember somebody was like showing me a picture of him and I was like, that's an old man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you want to hear more of my exotic, sensual voice and (laughs) see less of Zandi's face for radio, tune in next week to Human Seeking Human.
1: Until then. Thank you.